The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. The T-Biz Podcast delivers a recap of the week's major T-News headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. T-Biz is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the Tea Lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Economic forecasters predict higher tea prices in 2022. The rush of holiday orders is easing. Now a delivery crisis has emerged. Germans set a tea consumption record last year, despite lockdowns. And don't miss part one of the series Frugal Innovations later in the podcast. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Globally, tea export prices are edging upward, driven by combined spikes in transportation and logistics, more costly fuel and petroleum-derived fertilizer, and increased labor expense. Regionally, the trend is mixed. Exports through September are down 10% by volume, but up in value in India, which produces 20% of the world's tea. India reports falling domestic prices following a pandemic year that boosted prices through the first half of 2021. In November, auction prices for CTC in Kolkata fell to an average $2.78 per kilo, down from $2.97 per kilo during the same period in 2020. In contrast, last week, Kenya auctioned tea at a five-year high of $2.40 per kilo, according to the East African Tea Traders Association. Production there is also down 10% overall. Declines in production are an early sign that the economics of the tea trade are gradually shifting from oversupply to scarcity. The Economist Intelligence Unit predicts output globally will increase slightly to 6.3 million metric tons, about 6.3 billion kilos, while consumption rises to 6.5 million metric tons, creating a deficit of 260,000 metric tons. That deficit will increase to 363,000 metric tons in 2022. There remains a glut of low-grade tea, but demand for inferior tea is slack. Globally, tea prices, led by China, have increased 21 cents per kilo since the beginning of 2021, 
up 7.3% according to Trading Economics. The analytics firm, using macro models and analyst expectations based on benchmark CFDs, predicts tea will trade at $3.30 per kilo in 2022. A contract for difference, a CFD, is an agreement between a buyer and a seller stipulating that the buyer will pay to the seller the difference between the current value of an asset and its value at contract time. If the difference is negative, then the seller pays instead. Trading economics forecasts tea prices could reach as high as $4.10 per kilo by year end. If that comes to pass, it will be only the second time tea has crossed the $4 per kilo threshold in the past decade. The analysts at EIU are less optimistic. Quote, we expect concerns about supply and a gradual recovery in demand in some markets, particularly in Europe and North America, to provide some support to prices in the remainder of 2021. We estimate that prices will average $2.69 per kilo in full year 2021, representing a 0.5 decline from 2020. We are forecasting an 8.7% increase in average prices in 2022 to $2.92 per kilo, end quote. Business Insight The long-term average price of commodity tea at auction is $2.85 per kilo, but quality tea is more likely to be sold directly and at significantly higher prices. Sales of tea exported by all countries totaled $7.1 billion in 2020, down 4.3% by value since 2016. Year over year, the value worldwide of tea exports declined an average of 8.6% from 2019 to 2020, according to the website World's Top Experts. China, dominant in green tea, accounts for 29% of global sales of tea exports, followed by Kenya with a 16% market share, dominant in black tea. Sri Lanka and India both have a 10% share. Logistics experts in November, who predicted everything that could possibly go wrong, were right. Jason Walker at First Tea, the U.S. offices of the world's largest green tea exporter, writes that the burden of moving holiday retail goods has shifted from the ships to the warehouses and trucks. Major players and industry experts still do not anticipate any significant overall easing of rates and a more reliable delivery speed until at least quarter one of 2022. Until then, buyers are advised to place their orders months in advance, be willing to pay exorbitant rates such as 10000 for a 20-foot Trans-Pacific container, and order tea in much larger quantities than in past years to ensure sufficient inventory. Wholesalers report waiting 62 days for shipments to arrive from Shanghai, China. 
Bloomberg writes that ports serving Southern California by November had offloaded a record 17 million 20-foot equivalent units and then loaded 3.3 million empty containers for the return trip. Los Angeles has 2 billion square feet of warehouse space that is now renting at a 30% premium. An additional 20 million square feet is under construction. Deliveries that took truckers two days in 2019 now take up to 10 days before arriving in Chicago as congestion at ports and warehouses and a shortage of drivers combined to more than double delivery times. Walker cites a shortage of warehouse workers and the added expense of overtime as the ports, as requested by President Biden, now operate 24-7. On-time arrival is virtually impossible unless delivered by air freight, in which case it's unaffordable. When will it end? Ship jams are now visible at ports in Japan, Taiwan, and Mexico. But November marks a turning point. Experts predict the transport crisis will remain through spring, and once again, they're probably right. The German Tea and Herbal Tea Association, the Teverbahn, based in Hamburg, reports that consumption of tea grew by two liters per capita in 2020 to a record 70 liters per capita. East Frisians averaged an astonishing 300 liters per capita during the stay-at-home year. These totals include consumption of black, green, herbals, and fruit teas. The report's authors write that declines in out-of-home consumption triggered by the pandemic-induced closure of hotels, restaurants, and canteens were offset by increased demand in food stores, chemists, and specialty shops. Hamburg is a global hub for the tea trade, importing 41 million kilos and shipping 22 million kilos of tea to 108 countries last year. India is Germany's most important tea trading partner, sending 6.7 million kilos so far this year. China and Sri Lanka follow. The Tea Association's managing director, Maximilian Wittig, said that organic certified black teas now account for 12.9% share of the market. Organic herbal teas increased their market share to 13.5%, a 2.5% gain compared to 2019. Black tea is favored by 73% of Germans, with 90% steeped in tea bags. Germans buy 57% of their tea in grocery and department stores, and 12.4% at tea shops, with the biggest increase in channel purchases online at 8.2%. Download the 20-page Tieberbund report on the TBiz blog. Arvinda and Antheraman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 4th December 2021. Responding to the tea producers' concerns over rising imports against declining exports, the Tea Board of India passed an order by which tea importers are mandated to mention origin of the tea on the sale invoices 
Importers cannot blend imported tea with GI-protected Indian tea, which is Darjeeling, Kangra, Assam Orthodox and Nilgiris Orthodox, and pass it off as Indian origin tea. Producers of Darjeeling tea have been asked not to procure green leaf from outside the GI area. This is expected to act as a clampdown on cheap imports into India from Nepal and Vietnam and allow Indian exports to keep its quality, markets and prices. In auctions, sale 48 continue to see good demand for CTC Orthodox and Dust at Kolkata auctions. Hindustan Unilever was active for CTC and Dust. Middle East was active for Orthodox tea. Gohati also saw good demand with Tata Consumer Products active for CTC Dust. In the South, CTC fared better than Orthodox. In Cochin, CTC saw good uptake from domestic buyers, while exporters for CIS countries in the Middle East focused on Orthodox tea. Over 600 kilos of green tea on offer in Kunur remained unsold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. This week, Tibiz travels to Assam, India, to explore frugal innovations that utilize simple technology to address some of the most vexing challenges facing the tea industry. In part one of the series, Arvinda Anantharaman talks with Abhijit Hazarika at T-Sigma, an IT analyst and former head of process innovation at Tata Global Beverages, and with growers Sarab Berlia and Shikib Ahmad, on cost-efficient experiments and pilots that demonstrate why tea producers should embrace simple technologies with scalable impact. There are few entry barriers to tea. It does not demand heavy infrastructure. But the complaint from smallholders selling green leaf to large-scale tea producers operating multiple factories is that farm gate prices are not commensurate with costs. It's quite work underway in India, yielding encouraging results that lower the cost of tea production, improve quality and ease the shortage of labor. At the same time, the economics of the tea trade is shifting from oversupply to scarcity. Abhijit Hazarika, former head of process innovation at Tata Global Beverages, who's been working on frugal innovations in tea, observed that tea is not a very high profit yielding commodity and will not be so in the foreseeable future until some tech breakthrough happens. Frugal innovations described in this series, combined with higher prices, may herald that breakthrough. Abhijit talks about technology in terms of frugal innovation. Over two parts, we look at what frugal innovation is and what it looks like in its implementation across the tea supply chain. So what does frugal innovation translate to? Abhijit's checklist looks like this. 1. Low capital expenditure, because the industry won't be able to bear a high expense. 2. Low complexity. taking into the view that skill levels on the high estate are not very high and people are not very conversant with technology. 3. Low upkeep cost because tea estates have limited infrastructure and if an innovation needs high maintenance, it will have a short shelf life. 4. High on safety because this is non-negotiable. 5. 
high on reliability because, well, the whole idea of innovation is to improve efficiencies. And lastly, impact, because the scale of impact must justify innovation adoption. The ideas he shares are not limited to larger states, but have taken cognizance of the small growers. Frugal innovation also correlates with low risk, which makes it an attractive proposition. And yet, there have been few takers for it. So in part one, we look at how it can impact purchase of leaf and sale of tea. Saurav Barlia is third generation in his family's tea business. The LR Group has been involved in all aspects of tea, from gardens and factories to broking, packing and exports. His company produces over 20 million kilos annually, supplying to buyers, including the top three in India. Saurav decided to pilot some of Abhijit's projects in frugal innovation. Now, the group procures about 500 kilos of tea every day from small growers. This process involves calling every small grower each morning for an estimate of the tea they expect to pluck. The small growers who sell their leaves won't know the price they'll be paid for it until the next day. They will also not receive any feedback on the quality of their leaves. So Saurav's piloted an app that his growers can connect to, and with this, the call every morning is made redundant. The growers log into the app to understand the market requirements in the morning and offer the estimated quantity of leaves into the app. What's more, because they have an insight into the market requirements, they're able to set their own prices. Saurav's factory can accept the price or negotiate before they buy the leaf. Once the transaction is confirmed, the grower gets a message with weight of green leaf to be supplied and the price they'll be paid for it. A three-month pilot has shown positive response and few of the growers are very happy with it. However, Saurav admits that in the beginning, he met with resistance at both ends. Growers were resistant to the newfangled app that demanded their inputs and attention and at the factory, Saurav's staff were convinced it wouldn't work and they preferred status quo. Patients accompanied by training addressed some of this resistance and with each unit having 50 to 100 growers as partners, the app can potentially transform how transactions are conducted and to everyone's benefit, says Saurav. Another early adopter of tech is Shakib Ahmed, who runs Kolyabuti Estate in Assam. It's a 1,600-acre estate right next to the Kaziranga National Park with 900 acres in the tea cultivation. The garden produces exceptional CTCT. Shakib chose to partner with Abhijit because of a shared desire to integrate technology in tea farming. Listen to Shakib talk about why he partnered with Abhijit. Technology which has become much more affordable today than what it was 5-10 years ago because processing power has made it affordable, uh, devices are more affordable, the technology has become simpler. He was you know, reminiscing how when he was working with uh, uh, Tata's, that the cost of data analytics was astronomical. But now with cloud computing and everything, it's become a lot more affordable for companies of our size to give it a shot. That was the first part. The second part was how he focused so much on frugal innovation. Things that are affordable for companies of our size to try, to tweak, and to learn. And um, one of the biggest benefits of working with Abhijit is that when we're doing three, four projects, two or three may not give the results that we want today. They may give it later or they may not work out. However, the side benefits of all the ideas and discussions, just the access to these bright minds like Abhijit, like the scientists, really opens up a lot of little um, innovations which are very um, uh, very groundbreaking in the sense that it's really helped me improve quality in the last one and a half years. 
Shikib adopted a simple system of data analytics for tea from the tea auction system. There's a lot of data that comes from the Tea Board of India, but this is raw data. Shikib talks about the resistance to change even here when he says the Indian tea industry is where the steel industry was 30 to 40 years ago. Innovation was very, very slow and the industry was loath to move past its way of working. Now his tea is sent to the auction every week. Data analytics has helped him understand how his tea is performing and also what quality the market was seeking. To jump the gun a bit, in using data analytics to offer tea that the market wants, Kolyabur and Daba, both Shakib's estates, saw a jump of 15 to 25% in auction prices this year. From being the top 20 in the ranks, they're now in the top 10, which given that there are 800 gardens in Assam is no small feat. But Shakib's quick to add that it's not data alone that has contributed to this. And for innovation to truly work, it has to be leveraged across the value chain. Stay tuned for part two next week when we learn how frugal innovation works in the field and in the factory. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of TBiz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.